Jewish Latin Princess, episode 85, Hannah Rachel Weinberg, founder of Hannah Bana. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess podcast by Yael. Every week, get your dose of inspiration from the world's most uniquely talented Jewish women and from Yael herself. Seeking profound and practical ways to live a joyful, richer Jewish life? Welcome to Jewish Latin Princess Podcast. And now, Jewish lifestyle expert and bilingual blogger at JewishLatinPrincess.com, your host, Yael. Are you into exercise, running, dancing, perhaps? Or maybe you want to get more exercise into your life in 2019? What do you wear to exercise? Would you like to have the option of wearing clothing that is less revealing while being super comfortable, light, look and looking and feeling great? My guest today has you covered. You're listening to Jewish Latin Princess. I'm Yael Trush, your host. I have Hannah Rachel Weinberg on the show. Hannah Rachel, a young Israeli entrepreneur, fashion designer, is the founder of a colorful brand of modest sportswear, Hannah Bana. And she will tell us all about it today. How she got started, why, what is her life as an entrepreneur like, and give us some inspiration for those of us who need a little push pursuing our goals and dreams. But before I bring her on, I want to say that I've missed being on the show. As many of you know, I was away for a little while on a family trip. It was actually my son's bar mitzvah. So the month of January was my month to take care of that and then to spend some amazing quality time with my family in the land of Israel. While I was there, I had the amazing opportunity to meet some of my wonderful guests. If you follow me on Facebook, you got a glimpse of that. It was really very, very special. And I'm also preparing for a new venture. I'm working on content for JWRP as well for Jewish Women's Renaissance Project. You might remember um, an interview I did with uh, founder Laurie Polatnik a while back. So there's a lot going on. Baruch Hashem, not complaining. I will keep you posted. And I also wanted to take this opportunity to share with you um, and thank you for the nice emails and and instant messages via Instagram primarily that I've received lately during this one month hiatus pr- particularly. I got a bunch of emails and private messengers and sharing your impressions on the show and how much you appreciate it and I appreciate it and I'm grateful to you the show's listeners because that's why I'm here. Uh, I'd like to take the opportunity to share one of those recent emails. I actually received it while I was up north in the spiritual city of Sfat, Israel and here a listener said I I want to say what pleasure I get listening to your podcast. I love the interviews, the depth and breadth of everyone you speak with always amazes me. I love hearing about all types of people and the different things they do, the different ways they think about things, but then realizing how alike we all are as Jewish women. Also, the way you speak with unaffiliated Jews in that gentle and caring way is so inspiring. Your podcast also changed my life because, well, I'm going to share with you why. It turns out that this listener started working one-on-one with one of my guests thanks to the interview I did with her. So I really love that note that I got. I think it really speaks to um, what I'm doing here. And I just appreciate it so much that she had these kind words to share. And I hope um, I hope it's inspiring everybody else out there. So that is just one of the many um, notes. And I thank you for those warm words. Maybe there later I'll share some of those in the future. But now to another woman who expressed incredibly warm words, Hannah. Rachel Weinberg, my guest, who you won't be able to hear on this recording, but she actually gave me the most beautiful blessing after we got off the recording uh, because
because it was her Hebrew birthday. You'll hear that on the interview, but it was the, her Hebrew birthday on the day we got on the mic together. So Hannah, thank you. I really appreciate it. And now, dear ladies, let's get you to the warm and lovely Hannah Rachel Weinberg. Rachel Weinberg, welcome to Jewish Latin Princess. How are you? Thank God. Baruch Hashem. How are you? Good. It's so great to connect with you. I'm sorry that I missed you in Jerusalem because you are talking to me all the way from the city of Jer- holy city of Jerusalem, right? That's correct. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous because I just came back and I wish... I wish I could have stayed, but that happens every time we go to Israel, right? We get on the plane and back and we cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a natural response. Right? It is. It is. What can I do? I guess I have to go more often. Hannah, you are on the show because you are the founder of a line of modest and colorful, vibrant sportswear, Hannah Bana. And uh, you've made quite some noise around the media. People are paying attention. And I want to get to the business that you're running today and the growth that lies ahead for you and for Hannah Bana, for the brand. But first, I'd like you to take us back to how it all got started and the why of this business. Why did you take your experience in fashion design, which I understand was mainly in evening wear and swimwear, and channel it into something, let's say, a lot less mainstream and more practical than fancy evening wear and swimsuits we wear for two months? Why make a 180 into modest wear and why exercise clothing specifically versus just modest clothing uh, in general? Yeah, so... First of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to be on the show with you. Even though I'm all the way here in Israel, I can like feel like you're right here. That's great. Um, so it really all started from a stage in my own life. Um, I, I used to live in Australia. And um, and what got me motivated every morning to go up and, and get started with my day was my run every morning. And I would just... Um, you know, put on my sportswear. Back at the time, I wasn't actually religious. And I used to have like a whole wardrobe of the most stunning, uh, colorful activewear. And it would literally be the highlight of my day, just running through the streets of Australia and like my pink shorts and like tank tops. And like, I just felt so fueled every morning just by going out and running. And, um, and then I actually came back to Israel and I was studying fashion at the time in uh, Shankar and Tel Aviv. And it was uh, time for me to, you know, design my final collection in my fourth year of fashion. And like you said, I always experimented with, you know, swimwear and evening wear. And the truth is, like, the mo- I used to design the most re- revealing designs in the whole class. Like, my teachers are always like, Hannah, why is this so tight? Why is this so open? Like, I, I just like, you know, I love celebrating the the female form and it's just and basically it was my time to design my amazing final collection and um I had this whole inspiration that I actually got from the Great Barrier Reef in Australia which um have you have you ever been to the Great Barrier Reef? I have not I have to say. Okay so the next trip even before Israel needs to be to the Great Barrier Reef. Really? <laughs> totally. Come on. <laughs> Hashem will forgive you. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been to Australia, but I didn't make it to the Great Barrier Reef. Okay, if you say yeah. so. Well, I'm sure God can orchestrate both happening in tandem. I'm not worried. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So basically, the Great Barrier Reef is actually one of the world wonders. It's the biggest living organism in the world with over 2,000 different species of fish. And these fish... Richard, yeah, are just like all the different colors of the rainbow. They're just like, you see pinks and purples and corals and like, it's like a whole world of wonder underneath the sea over there. And I came back to Israel with this amazing inspiration for my final collection. And um, while I was designing my final collection, I was actually going through my own personal journey of um, becoming more religious and reconnecting um, with how I actually was brought up, you know, in my childhood. Like I come from a religious family and I grew up with Torah and mitzvot and like I was going through a stage where you know suddenly again at the age of 25 I'm kind of like reconnecting with with my roots and with my passion for Torah and I was just feeling so stuck because on one hand I really wanted to design my collection my beautiful colorful collection but on the other hand I wanted to also discover you know one second I'm from a fashion designer and I'm you know a re religious fashion designer now you know lighting Shabbat candles and you know really taking interest in in religion like what is Tzni'ut because you know like fashion as a religious woman, it goes hand in hand with the whole concept of snoot. Mm -hmm. So basically, instead of designing the collection, I wrote a paper about fashion and <laughs> modesty, and I graduated. And um, it was time for me to, you know, continue running and continue doing my sports. And I could no longer wear <laughs> all of my beautiful sportswear. So I, uh, that's how I launched um the whole concept of modest and colorful activewear that would uh, make me feel amazing, just as amazing being covered. And that's how it started. So I have two questions regarding that. Number one, you finish this final project writing about fashion and modesty and you're in Tel Aviv. How is this? I mean, you obviously graduated, so you must have gotten a good grade. But like, take us behind the scenes. Was it well received by your peers, by your teachers, by your Take me there. Okay, so um, the truth is that, you know, it, it was, I think it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life, just because I kind of reached a peak where I was always like, Baruch Hashem, like Hashem blessed me with lots of, you know, talents. And, and I was always like, everyone was like, oh, Hannah, what are you designing? Um, you know, like I used to be like, I'm, I was like always on top of the class. I was always like designing the most extravagant, beautiful designs. And suddenly you're taking this girl who is designing like the most revealing swimsuits and like what she like flips out and becomes religious and like, right. And it was a huge, huge, um, I don't know how to say this in English. It's like, it was just like very shocking for everyone. It was like a big surprise for everyone. I ended up, um, you know, realizing, you know, who my true friends were and everyone, everyone, even my, even my truest friends, it was a really big shock. And I remember sitting with the principal of the school and this lady, she, first of all, she's amazing. Her name is Leah Peretz. She's a very, very knowledgeable woman. She's like one of the most powerful women in the, in Israel, like, you know, especially in fashion. And basically I sat with her and I said to her, Leah, I really want to design this collection, but I need to write a project because that's where I'm at right now. And she totally respected it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like <laughs> you, it was like the biggest, you know, flip in my life that suddenly, you know, your life totally changes and you start seeing things in a whole, whole different level. Now that you have your collection and your business based on your collection, did, did you ever go back to Mrs. Parrots? Does she know what, what transpired after graduating? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good question. So 
The truth is that I ran into her. I was, uh, I had like a meeting in uh, Shankar and I ran into her while she was going up to her office and I was like, oh, hi, how are you? She's like, hi, what are you doing here? And I just said to her, you know, um, you know, I'm here at this thing. And I started this brand of modest activewear and I gave her one of my catalogs. I had like a mini catalog with all these like colorful, modest activewear shoots. And she just like gave me this look like what? <laughs> It was kind of shocking for her, but um, I think I think they know what I'm doing. I think uh, eventually, uh, you know, we're gonna meet, you know, meet again down the line, cross paths. So take me to the personal journey. Those were the words you used. Something happened that you moved back to reconnecting with your roots, the way you were raised. What did that happen in Australia? Did that happen when you came back to Israel? And what what do you think was the trigger um, that at 25, you started re-exploring what you had a little bit left behind or a lot maybe I don't know right so you know when when someone becomes religious everyone's always like oh what happened like it's always the question of like you know as if one thing happened the truth is that it was really a journey it was a journey and um I would say it was probably a three three-year journey because the way it was is that I I studied in Israel fashion for four years, and then every year I would actually fly. Um, I would go away every summer, so um, I would go mainly to Australia. And one year, like I flew to Las Vegas for the summer, and I kind of felt like every time that I was going further away from Israel into these places that were more and more like further away from Judaism and from like the cleanliness and the holiness you have in Israel, I always felt like I had like a yearning inside of my inside of my heart, to, mm-hmm. you know, to return to to come back to Israel. Like I remember there was one Rosh Hashanah or I don't know this one summer I was in Las Vegas and like my I was just like I felt so empty that like when I came back to Israel like I felt like this new energy of like a new recharge in my heart which is um something that really increased over the years and um and I would say that in my third year of fashion school that's when I really started finding more more beauty in uh in Judaism we had um a class it was a course by um, the, the, it was a bridal dress course, mm-hmm. and the theme of the course is a family tree. And so I designed a wedding dress inspired by grapes in Judaism because basically I'm um, like Weinberg, it's Wine Mountain. Mm-hmm. And, um, and while I was designing this dress, like my teacher, he was amazing. His name is Ron. He's like, Hannah, while you're designing this dress, like, you know, I want you to experience the Shabbat experience and try drinking, like drinking a glass of wine and seeing like, you know, make the blessing on it or whatever and seeing like what where that takes you for inspiration. And then suddenly, like, I really started finding, you know, inspiration in in different rituals in Judaism. Like, for example, in other religions, like, you know, they consider wine as something that's, you know, more associated with erotic things and it's something you have to stay away from. But what Judaism does is that we take all of these different things that can seem so physical and they are physical and instead of abstaining from them, we embrace them mm-hmm. and we just make them holy. Mm-hmm. And and so that's really like was a very big turning point in my in my journey. But you weren't going from z- you weren't going from zero to one hundred because you were educated. You mentioned before, correct, in, in, a, in a religious home. Correct, okay. correct. The only difference was that when I was being brought up in a religious house, it was kind of like by default. Like I would go to school, I'd go to Opana, and my teachers were like, "Okay, you have to wear three quarter sleeves. You have to cover your neck. You can't wear anything mm-hmm. that resembles like the goyish looks. You can't wear chokers." It was like a to do list, and mm-hmm. you know, especially as um. 
as a teenager and especially me like i'm a very i'm a very independent person like when when i'm forced with something i can't it's just it's not something i'm going to do so when i started going back to it at the age of 25 i was doing it from a place of wanting mm-hmm. and and that's why it became so much more alive yeah it's like you were owning it now that's right which is a process we all have to go through whether we veer or not the, the idea of owning our own relationship with Hashem is 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 important and individual to each and every one of us right totally so Hana creating a business you're young you just graduated it's definitely not you've You've embraced also, you know, your, your, your heritage, your religion, now your shop is observant, you're doing all these things and launching a business at the same time, which is not for the faint of heart. Um, and here you are not just designing, but you're manufacturing. And by the way, I should mention that all your clothing is manufactured in the land of Israel, which is an important and special detail. And then you're selling and marketing. So all of it, take us behind the scenes of the endeavor, um, because it is a huge one. And I always like to maybe break it into pieces for listeners. Okay, so, you know, like, the second I graduated from fashion school, I would say I kind of like jumped into what I was doing without even thinking. (laughs) Sometimes that's good, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, sometimes you don't have to like, you just need to take the leap, you know, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. trust that life is just like a yeah, crazy roller coaster, and you just got to enjoy. But um, yeah, I definitely took the leap very fast. Um, So basically, like, you know, I think one of the reasons that I took the leap as well is because I've been sewing since I was 15 years old. Oh. And yeah, and like it was something, it's like a part of my DNA. Like I know in my DNA that it was just something that I need to do and there's no other thing I can imagine myself doing. Mm. Like, so I'm very lucky to have found that passion early on in life. And when I found this, the truth is, yeah, that like, because I was so passionate about this new thing that mm-hmm. like I invented of colorful and and activewear that like I really felt like I found a niche. Like I really felt like suddenly I discovered like a cure for cancer or <laughs> or like something that genuinely can like make the world a, a beautiful place. Like I just felt like that really fueled me with so much energy that I just got started and I wasn't thinking about like, hmm, okay, so you know, let's uh, let's think how do like, I just started it. Like mm-hmm. I just started my my journey. And um, you know, in fashion school no one really taught us how to start a business no one taught us how the industry works no one taught us how to manufacture nothing so it was really a trial and error process i um i got to work with some very talented people who each of them you know helped me in different steps of the way to get to where i am now and um it's it's you know and right now it's an online business and as well as i have a showroom here in jerusalem which is really great oh that's great and um yeah it's my it's my little baby slowly growing so what what's the distinguishing factor that's made people take notice because there are other brands that are selling modest uh wear for exercising exercise oh, sorry exercising um what do you think is your distinguishing factor Hanabanas. So, first of all, I actually started Hanabana because of my own need, because I'm a runner myself. Mm. So, every single thing that I design comes from my own approval of what I want to wear for running. And that means that I only pick the most lightweight fabrics. Like, I actually go and, and like, if it's only if it's like super lightweight, 
I'll, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is the colors. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of colors. Not a fan. I'm a lover of colors. Oh, I thrive on colors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at these pink flowers right here on my desk right now. And it's just like, I get, like, I just, it, it's, I'm just releasing like endorphins just looking at these pink flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, all of the colors that you see at Hanabana are very colorful and alive and uh, they radiate positivity. And I think that's part of something that you do while you're running, like, you know, to give you energy. And the other thing is really style because I because I come from the background of fashion and because you know I've I I totally enjoy um, you know feminine and you know outfits that really do flatter the female body. So every design that you find at Hanabana is something that isn't just, you're not just doing something to get away with wearing something for running or or a pretty color. You're actually wearing something that is actually going to make you feel good. Sorry, look good so that you can also feel good and have the best run. Hmm. Hmm. And I noticed from your website that n- not all your models are a size two or four. And I think that was intentional and it's part of your messaging. Talk to me a little bit about that. So basically the reason that I got into fashion is because I could know it was because when I was 15 I was a little bit heavier and like um you know and I couldn't find any clothing that was flattering for me and that's how that's how I started sewing in the first place Mm. but um basically it's just really important for me to the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is really to empower women right to you know to be the best version of themselves and to love themselves and to enjoy sports and and I think that's a message that I want to pass on to women from any age or any race Mm -hmm. or any or any weight as well exactly and um and I think that it's time that not only me, but I think it's time that all the different fashion brands start embracing that because I think that's really the most important thing. Hey ladies, if you are enjoying this podcast, you might also enjoy the Francisca show. You might remember Francisca from this podcast, Jewish Latin Princess, where she was my guest on episode 39. On her show, Francisca, an observant Jewish recording artist, composer, and producer, interviews Jewish women in the world of art and entertainment. They talk about opportunities, issues, and their journey as artists in the Jewish community, as well as other hot topics in Jewish life. You can find the Francisca show wherever you're listening to to this podcast right now. The most gratifying moment and on the flip side, the most challenging moment throughout this journey so far. Whoa, that's a big one. Okay, gratifying. So I would have to say, which one should I start from? The gratifying or the challenging? Whatever you want. (laughs) There are no rules. (laughs) But I want to end on a good note, you know? (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with the challenging. Okay, so um, the challenging, and it's challenging, and it's a process that, you know, I'm going through, like, every day. It's not something that is just one challenging thing. I think it's really, like needing to be your own your own um leader like your own Mm, your own advocate yes like you know when you're in school you're always in like in 
in Hebrew, it's called a misgeret. Like, you know, you're in a, you're in, like, you know what to do. You go to school, you get the job done or whatever. But for anyone who's an entrepreneur who's following their dreams, like they need to always be pushing themselves and always thinking of new stuff and always like, you know, no one's telling, no one's going to tell you what to do. Like if you take yes. a day off to the beach, like you can go to the beach. That's great. But then you come back and you realize like, you know, um, what am I doing? Like you need to have, you really need to have structure in your own life and you really are in charge of, you know, your own your own not the outcome but you have to be you have to get your life but in the your own steps hands that and... you take that because exactly no, you, nobody's holding you accountable except yourself <laughs> exactly so that has been my biggest challenge finding holding myself accountable <laughs> um just because it's tough sometimes and you know and there's so much to do when you have a business so that would be the first and um the most gratifying moment i have to say was when bd deutsch won the jerusalem last year in 2018 wearing one of my skirts. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, she she took first place for all of the Israeli women in the marathon. And that was like, that was definitely the most gratifying moment so far. That's pretty, pretty cool. So you still run? I do still run. Wow. Uh, I don't That's run, I don't run half marathons or, um, you know, crazy like you know long runs but I run around four times a week and like I just I run but I do it for my own pleasure right 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 I used to be a runner and I don't run anymore <laughs> maybe I should start Yay. again yeah 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 what, what are you up to these days I actually dance. That's my form of exercise mm -hmm. now. I do like Zumba and cardio dancing, but I don't run anymore. Um, I partly left it similar to the challenge that you were facing, actually, because I just couldn't find the right wear and just like I was so used to all the other clothing that I <laughs> owned and we're not going to go am. there. <laughs> that, there was that and then there was like, the scenery so you know it's funny that you you were running in australia i used to run in the beautiful waters of miami so oh, very wow. very recently somebody challenged me to train for a marathon with them and i said no i can't i cannot go back i just uh, i don't have the right environment which is probably excuses but i'm just sharing that with you and all my listeners well, well first of all now that you now that you know me you'll be set with you know what to wear for your right Zumba running but you should know like i think you know i think that it's natural that once you get into like a sport, it's totally natural to want to like change it up every once in a while. And I think it's beautiful that you're, you know, getting into dance and, you know, dancing it. is also an exercise. And I, I also, I love, I'm actually, so my birthday tonight, I'm having a Zumba party for like 40 girls. <laughs> it's your birthday tonight? Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, if you're in Israel, I'd invite you too. you oh, know, man. you see, I should have stayed. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you are a big advocate of a healthy lifestyle. I've heard you talk about drinking water, about getting enough sleep, exercise. And I know you also dedicate some time to your spirituality, to learning Torah. You take time for prayer. I mean, these things are big. Um, and of course, you're committed to the business success of Hanabana. Walk us a little bit through a typical model day in Hana Rachel's life. Okay, so I wake up at seven. I run or I dance or I exercise for one hour. I go home, I shower, daven, eat, and then I like reading every day. I read two pages of Masila Yesharim mm. and I read 10 pages from another book, whether it's business related or whether it's, um, you know, 
um, other types related. Um, I recently ran into an amazing author by Esther Perel. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of her books. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah. And then at ten o'clock, I start my my working day. I work from ten to six. And that really involves, you know, working with different manufacturers, um, making phone calls, um, you know, content. I I do make an effort also to fit um, art into my into my working day. I wow. really enjoy painting. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then at six o'clock, I am, um, you know, my work day is over. I have some of my own time, and uh, and then by eleven, I'm asleep. Pretty impressive, I have to say. <laughs> do you have other people on your team now working with you i work with different suppliers Mm -hmm. and with a pattern maker but i don't work with people like on a regular basis Mm full-time so you handle your own marketing and all that and all all the technical stuff that's correct so so what's next Uh, i mean it's a new year at least on the secular calendar what what are some uh, new goals new things for hanabana that you want to accomplish so my first my first goal is to um, is to get my art onto my fabrics. I I want to find a way to do digital printing so I can really take my love for painting and uh, incorporate that into my designs. And the second one is um, I want to reach out to the Muslim market. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Very very cool. And I know your brand is also sold and other websites not just exclusively on your own site right so you Um, have other partners yeah yeah so we sell right now on modly as well good um we have some people on ebay selling it and um yeah and also i have a new a new um place in brazil that started carrying canavana oh it's a perfect market for your colorful uh, it's it's phenomenal right yeah it was really funny actually because i was left with like tons of extra small skirts and i was speaking with this woman and i said to her listen i'm really sorry right now i only have extra small she's like oh that's okay everyone in brazil is six is anyway (laughs) i was gonna say that's all you need so like I was, yeah it worked out perfect <laughs> yeah next next stop Argentina <laughs> okay enough of that people <laughs> you are the I'm gonna get mixed by some of my listeners guys it was a joke you are the creator of a new community and I could say these things because I'm skinny as like I don't know a spaghetti and I lived in Argentina too and other many other Latin American countries so moving oh, yeah. along <laughs> yeah. well, I, mean, I might have another you know extra small you know sitting around for you save it up for me okay you, you're the creator of this super awesome new community sports girl Jerusalem so tell us a little bit about that maybe there's a few of, lis- of the listeners who are there and maybe they could join you um, right that's right I don't know how I didn't bring this up as my new biggest thing in Hanabana. That's right. I'm creating a new group, a new community. It's called Sports Girls Jerusalem. And Sports Girls Jerusalem is designed for any girl living in Jerusalem or or even in, in America or Australia that is basically passionate about her sports and about her fitness. Mm-hmm. And it's a group only for girls. And in this group, we basically share with each other different inspirations for amazing fitness routines and after workout revelations and basically photos of like, you know, cool sporty outfits. You know, if you want to know where to get like the best sports bra, this is the place to go. Um, and it's basically with all the 
the sports events taking place in Jerusalem. Um, it's mainly, It really is geared for women's only events as well. So mm-hmm. basically, it's a place for any girl that wants to really like feel, you know, <clears throat> to get to basically any girl who's thirsty for really, really enjoying her sports. Everything is there. And um, we have like, you know, monthly videos with different trainers from Jerusalem. Uh, We have free passes for gyms around Jerusalem that you can come check it out. And um, really, it's just a whole bunch of inspiration. So you're all invited to, yeah, to check it out. It's Sports Girls Jerusalem on Facebook. Wow, good for you. Yeah, and actually tonight at this Zumba thing, this is actually the opening event of Sports Girls Jerusalem. So I'm super excited. And um, and yeah. <laughs> That's super awesome. How fun. Hannah, switching gears a little bit to um, other women, any female role models in your life? I would say my grandmother. Tell us about her. Well, my grandmother, her name was Florence, and she came from California, and she was just a very strong woman, like... She really, she did what she believed in. Like, um, she got married and then, um, unfortunately for, you know, some, you know, negative, for whatever reasons, they, like, she ended up getting remarried. And then um, she ended up, you know, having three beautiful boys and and um she was always a fighter like she always she she didn't have an easy life at all but she surpassed it and she just always radiated love she loved water she loved nature she i don't know like i really i just knew her until i was like three but um i don't know i just feel like this i just always like look up to her as a woman who really fought for what she believes in and um she ended up raising her sons in israel she actually ended up raising her sons in LA in California mm-hmm. and my father was the, my father was the only one who became religious when he moved to Israel and he became a rabbi and and I feel like I'm always like very grateful for her for I don't know for whatever she did to 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 bring up my father <laughs> the way that he turned out because that's what I'm here you know today in Israel and and um, I'm really grateful for that yeah she laid the foundation definitely yeah, yeah before I jump to the last section of this interview which are the JLP fill in the blanks I know you're big on empowering messages for women you told us that before and I know that personally and that's part of the reason we connected right away when we were first introduced so if you had to leave our list with one positive message one empowering message what would that be Hannah? follow your heart mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so easy to get caught up with technicalities of life and with all the different things that are happening especially now in 2019 but it's so important to sometimes turn off the noise from around you and just listen to what your heart is telling you and don't be afraid to explore if there's something that's interesting you something that's you know caught your attention it could be a color it could be like a book it could be it could be anything but just listen to that fuel because it's never going to lead you to never going to lead you astray all right let's wrap it up with jail fee in the blanks uh fill in the blanks so you ready for these <laughs> <laughs> let's go for it uh, I'll, I'll shoot and you just respond right away okay don't overthink it okay i'm okay. hannah rachel weinberg and i feel most spiritual when i'm lighting shabbos candles mm-hmm. my favorite mitzvah or one that i connect with the most is um it is hosting people on friday night oh good for you how fun I want to, I want to come next time. <laughs> You're always invited. <laughs> My fondest, sweetest Jewish memory is Jewish memory. Mm-hmm. It has to be 
lighting Hanukkah candles with my sisters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And that's where you grew up till? Until I was three. Oh, okay. And then you made Aliyah, right? Yeah. Wow. How many are you? How many siblings? We are five altogether. Beautiful. Girls and boys? Yeah. Nice. Something I wish I had learned about Judaism growing up is? That Judaism isn't... Uh, that, that Judaism is really like um, accessible for for you, no matter how much you love stuff from the secular world, that you can connect it with Judaism and and find everything in Judaism. Love it. When I give tzedakah, I like to give too. I like giving it to the to Rabbi Meir Balhanes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. You're not the first guest who said that, but I, I think that's really neat. It's <laughs> really, really neat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm Hannah Rachel Weinberg, and today I'm most grateful for... I'm most grateful for life. I love it. And a wonderful life that you've designed for yourself and that you are truly living. Congratulations, Hannah, and much Thank success you. in this endeavor. Thank you. And Thank I want to share with listeners that they can get a discount on Hanabana.com, right? Tell us about it. That's right. Yes. So you're all invited to come to Hanabana.com and also on Instagram, Hanabana. And if on our website, you're all invited to come for a 10% discount. All you need to do is type up Princess 10 and it's available until February the 29th. I think February 28th. (laughs) Oh, okay. I just... February 28th. You know, February. February 20, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. So February 28th, you're all invited. We have amazing new, you know, colors and some new dresses and just come and explore the site. I love it. And you ship worldwide, right, Hana? That's correct. All right. So everybody, you know, where to check it out, hanabana.com. And don't forget to put the code PRINCESS10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Thank you, Hana Rachel Weinberg, for being here with us. Thank you, Al. Thanks to Hannah Rachel for stopping by. Her website is hanabana.com and you can find her on Instagram at hanabana. And if you're interested in joining the Sports Girl Jerusalem community, go check it out on Facebook at Sports Girl Jerusalem. And don't forget that if you're in the market for some beautiful and comfortable sportswear, you can enjoy a 10% discount with the code PRINCESS10 at hanabana.com until February 28th of 2019. As I said on the intro before, I'm very happy to be back behind the mic with all of you i hope you're enjoying the show and if you are can you take a minute to leave a review and rating on itunes and share the show with the women you love next week we move to another awesome entrepreneur but this one is challenging channeling the entrepreneur in her into education jewish education so stay tuned for that wishing you all a great week see you next time thanks for listening to jewish latin princess podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe on itunes Leave a rating and share the podcast with the Jewish women you love. To access today's show notes, ask Yael a question, or suggest a uniquely talented Jewish woman to be featured on the show, visit JewishLatinPrincess.com.